I'd totally fuck a reptilian. Oh, I love an abortion spa. Alien murder sex. Oh, I went with a welcome back. back like it's the reunion tour. It's not a reunion yet. Well, it might be one day. Well, either way, alien murder sex. I am Adrian Cuss. You can call me Kiss. I am joined by Lauren Petrie, comedian and podcaster. Hi. We're here and we are happy and we are stoked. We're so excited today. We have legends. We have legends. We have legends on the show. We're so excited to talk about aliens and murder and sex and sex. All of it. Sex. Well, yeah. We've got the founder of Troma. We've got Lloyd Kaufman on today. I don't even we know. We have Liam Reagan on today. So I'm going to get it right on out of the way. Guys, if you walk alone, walk down Protection Avenue, get over to protectionavenue.com, use our code at checkout. When you get your Kubaton, it is not, not a weapon. weapon. You do not put it in your anus. You do not put it in somebody's temple, but you can. I mean, you could. <laughs> these are protection. Uh, these are to kill somebody that tries. No, they're not. They're <laughs> fuck around and find out. No, they are to break out a windshield should you find yourself in a situation that you need to get out of. You also have your alarm. Because let me tell you, nothing like an alarm is going to like, I don't know, piss off your neighbors enough for them to be like, hey, maybe don't rape her. Because, you know, I've got work in the morning. When you're getting raped, if you yell fire, nobody cares. Nobody, so, cares. nobody cares. And then you got your little key knife in case you need to, you know, open a package. Sure, that's what it's for. So sure. head on over to protectionavenue.com and use our code ALIENMURDERSEX666 for 10%. Let's go. So, super exciting filmmaker, uh, Liam Reagan, has a new film coming out, uh, The Eating of Mrs. Mrs. Campbell. Campbell. Eating Miss Campbell, right? Eating Miss Campbell. Eating Miss Campbell. I'm like, I need to put a the on everything. The Liam. It's great. A great title. It is a wonderful title. We have cannibals. Ladies and gentlemen, we have cannibals. With sexual connotation. Absolutely. Um, yes, great. Let's get into this. Let's bring on our guests. I'm just ready to rumble in here. I'm like, let's just wrestle around with some questions. Come on, hi, guys. Go. Hey. I was with them earlier today at Tromaville. We have an awesome interview video um, with Lloyd and Liam uh, that we're going to get edited and out to you. I'm here for me. <laughs> Gonna get you interviews. We will send it to our fan base. And you'll love all the things that she's saying. We're just calling in soon. Anyway, Liam, take over. Take over. Hit me. Two hours of so you've got a big, exciting yeah, weekend coming up. A little headlong, maybe. That's right. Yeah. No. Well, uh, uh, tomorrow, in fact, New Jersey, uh, we're having the U.S. theatrical premiere of Eating Miss Campbell at Kevin Smith's Smodcastle Cinemas. We will be there, um, and then oh, you're gonna make it up. Oh yeah, I can definitely make Monday. I can try for them. I don't see why I couldn't make yeah, it tomorrow. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Let's have okay. a party. Um. Are you excited for this? Your your Kevin Smith 
Smut Castle. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah, I cannot wait to see this with, a, with an American audience. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys like it. You know, it, uh, satire is a lot of uh, American uh, tragedies, like school shootings. You know, those things that you have, which I, I believe it's America's uh, best sir, pastime. Right? Sir, our finest. Pastime. If we could export right. it, I was just going to say cheap. it's our finest export. But we would have to get it what? manufactured in China, and then we would export <laughs> it. So it's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, so no, no. Was this already released in the UK? Yes, we had our world premiere uh, in Leicester Square in August, uh, sold out screening, and it's played uh, Poland, it's played uh, Belgium, it's played all over Europe. How was and it now America? Mm-hmm. How was it received in Poland, being a very conservative country? Oh, they loved it, man. You know, those guys got sense humans, you know. <laughs> they so, do. I mean, this. Well, I mean, I have so many questions, but um. Uh, so Troma distributed it, right? Or um, it's a Troma well, production? or the, Yes. It's a Troma team production. And Lloyd Kaufman, uh, creator of the Tux Developer and the president of Troma Entertainment, he produced uh, Eating This Terrible. That's awesome. So how did you how did you go about getting the project to Lloyd? I mean, did you send him a script or, or what, what was that process mm-hmm. like? Well, I met Lloyd many moons ago. In fact, it, it may have been like 11 or 12 years ago. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman was holding a masterclass at Oxford University in London. And uh, I live in a small quaint town uh, called Sheffield, which if you've seen the full Monty, that's where uh, it's based. And I took a nine-hour uh, coach trip to Oxford uh, University because I've always wanted to make troll movies. And, uh, you know... His masterclass inspired me to make my first short film called Banjo in 2012. I then uh, flew over to Buffalo, Niagara to work on Return to Newcomb High Volume 1 and 2. And, uh, you know, after that experience, I made my first feature-length movie on £15,000, which I believe is like probably, I don't know, $20,000, I think. Um, And then I came back to Trollyville with a hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm in the summer of 2018. And uh, Lloyd said to me, hey, Liam, you know, if you make another movie, I would love to produce it. And that's when I came up with, with, with the idea of eating Miss Campbell. And uh, yeah, I'm just so happy for it to be part of the Troma library. I mean, Troma has birthed so many uh, talented artists like Trey Parker and Matt Stone of uh, South Park fame. Um, you know, they discovered Samuel Jackson. They discovered uh, James Gunn. James Gunn started off at Troma. He wrote Tromeo and Juliet, and now he's the head of D- DC. So um, I, I feel very privileged and honored to be amongst the ranks of, um, you know, my peers. And then Lloyd, Lloyd's, uh, Lloyd and Michael have been my favorite filmmakers since I was 11 years old. So for Lloyd to produce my movie and be a part of the Troma team, you know, it's a dream come true. It's amazing. That's so heartwarming. And it is. It's great. Um so, Lloyd, I wanted to ask you, I know I know you've probably told this story many times, but for the uninitiated, what is some of your your history? I know that you uh, you worked on Saturday Night Fever and, and on some incredible movies, historic movies way back in the day. But like what drew you to genre filmmaking as opposed to any other kind of filmmaking from the get go? We don't make genre movies. Uh, our movies are a Cuisinart of genres. Which is why uh, nobody goes to see them. They, they uh, have to pigeonhole everything. Has to be straight horror, straight sex, straight this. Uh, our movies encounter 
they encompass everything. All genres. And uh, they usually have a certain political statement that also isn't necessarily mainstream. And uh, they're quite unique and takes the mainstream about 30 years to... Uh, to uh, reimagine uh, and to uh, spend 30 million bucks on the uh, Toxic Avenger reimagining. Uh, they, they don't catch on very fast. The museums catch on faster than the uh, mainstream movies. The movie, yeah, the mainstream studios. So, you know, that's uh, basically it. I went to Yale University. Uh, I'm extremely well educated. I'm a total, bo total bougie. I've been lucky enough to be w born white and uh, 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 bougie. Uh, so, uh, I got good education. I read a lot of books, and uh, most of the world uh, hasn't had that privilege. Most of the world uh, uh, it gets treated like crap in this country. The educational system stinks, and uh, unless you have a lot of money, you don't get a good education. So I, I feel very guilty about that, and I've been made to feel very guilty about it, quite frankly. Hmm. Every time I see a mall, people yelling, Black Lives Matter, Black, I feel terrible. In I... fact, you want to hear a good... Here's something you may be interested, Lord. Uh, the uh, systemic racism in this country. Uh, when the white cops kill people, which they apparently do frequently, uh, they take lots of obfuscation, lots of uh, tap dancing. takes months before you get to see the tape or anything. Uh, when the black guys kill somebody, instant transparency. Instant. Yeah. Even, even something like that, there's racism. I mean, it's... it's Luckily, England is... Yeah. Perfect. UK, uh, where Liam is from, uh, is a perfect uh, land uh, and uh, kind of uh, the happiest place in the world, right, Liam? Of course, yeah. I mean, we have, you know, Prince Andrew, who is a great <laughs> He's a famous, pet, one of the best pedophiles. I mean, I mean, one of the best. He, My he personal favorite. The, yeah. All right. I mean, he's a pro. He had the backing of the royal family. Um, Lloyd, I just want to say that I agree with you. I'm very, I feel every day I'm like so happy I was born white. I mean, right. if you have to choose, if we have a choice in this if, country, what luck, what luck. Yeah. You don't want to be Jewish, but, uh, you know, you can sort of, yeah. can't really, except for my name, I don't, and I have a big nose, but. Um, I have a big nose. Of, uh, Megan and Harry, uh, didn't they, Megan and the other one, didn't they come to Fright Fest? Uh, what are their names? Andrew and Megan? Or no, who is it? It's a Markle, Me Megan Markle, Megan and Harry. Megan and Harry, right? Yeah. Megan and Harry, yeah. It's Andrew who's the pervert. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, they all might be pervert. I mean, but we don't know. We don't know what they do for fun behind closed well, doors. Well, we know that we bought off a couple of people, so that means something. Well, he was connected with Epstein, so, you know, we're not Clinton even getting. Was on... Yeah. Clinton we're done was on the Epstein too. Clinton. As was Trump. Famous lawyer. Dershowitz. Dershowitz as well, yeah. We haven't even gotten that full list. I don't think we ever will. I'm not sure that we ever... Did the Kardashians ever make it to the island? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think they're that fun. <laughs> I don't think they're that interesting, actually. They're really not, but... <laughs> um, but, you know... They do uh, look for a lot of booty. Yeah. yeah. Well, they inject it. It's not natural. It's bought. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back to Liam. Back, back to Liam. <laughs> hey. So, all right, eating Miss Campbell. What's going on? What? Leo, hey, you should come Monday uh, to the the film Wow, which is oh, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll come. Well, that might be easy to New Jersey because New Jersey is sold out. I believe. That's what oh, told me. I don't know. 
I'll definitely be there on Monday. It's in Greenpoint. Sure. We're going to link that information. We're going to... This will be out Wednesday, but yes. Yes. Well, we're just going to have to put out something. Yeah, we'll we'll put out some clips and link all the info. Oh, yeah. We're still recording. <laughs> well, we simply must business. Business, business. No more business. Business, business. What weapons of choice can we look forward to in eating Miss Campbell? Weapons of choice. Uh... We have utensils like a fork. We have handguns that you guys know so much about. Mm, yeah, um, pure American. Yeah, and we have we have teeth. Teeth are used as weapons in in the movie and like Bundy. Yeah, yeah. like in a exactly, fighting yeah. way. Or are we talking like teeth coming out? Like we're using dentures? No, no, no. In a, in a biting way. Okay, yeah. okay. I my brain went somewhere to like, and then they're gonna like take it out and like here and like. No, it's, it's, it's about the cannibal, you know, subplot yeah, of, of yeah. the movie. But that's a worthy idea. I think a, a lot of dentists would be drawn to uh, your film uh... idea there. <laughs> oh, I live next door to a dentist. His patients are always ringing my bell. So maybe I do write this. Maybe, maybe I write yeah. this. I'm going to write a killer dentist story. There's already oh, yeah. a lot of cannibalism. You know, it just, but I'm going to do it. What about my Albert Fish idea? Oh, my God. The Albert Fish idea. I love that. We think Let's should, get an Albert Fish movie. There should be Albert Fish the musical, I think. That should be a thing. But Liam went uh, right yeah. in. Isn't Armand Hammer a, uh, speaking of tools? Yes. Uh, yes. Army Hammer. Yeah, he's a cannibal. He's a wannabe cannibal. He's not even cool enough to do it. Well, if we see uh, Choma now, the hot new semi uh, service, which is actually a Trey Parker and Matt Stone made a Cannibal the Musical. Cannibal the Musical. The it is a gem. An it absolute is. gem. You totally need to watch it. I was like the musical theater school like kid that was like, yeah, but have you seen Cannibal the Musical? And everybody's like, what? What, what are you talking about? What is that? Huh? Oh. Uh. Uh, so the the Tromanow streaming service. To, the Tromanow streaming service. Let's talk about that real quick. It is four ninety nine a month, right? That's right. And That's you get the first free. month free, and we do like or free, free thirty free. And we're gonna have oh, that we're taking people from Disney uh, Plus and uh, the Paramount Peacock. Uh, so we're we're growing. It's awesome. We've got great independent movies that, like Liam's, that come from the heart, the soul, and the brain of the auteur. The auteur. Uh, and you have every every trauma movie on there, right? Just the, all the back catalog. Uh, it's all of them. It's okay. fifty years, so we'll, we have to do. We have to have them converted from uh, uh, you know Judaism to. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> So digitis, digitis. Well, and no, then you've got to get a past Catholicism. What's past Catholicism? Scientologism. <laughs> Scientology, then atheism. I think. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. You have to have money to join Scientology. We were talking about this. Yeah. Every time they give me a pamphlet, I tell them I can't afford your religion. It takes money. Film atheism. Film atheism. Trumism? Trumism? Um, and movies like my my bloody banjo, Cannibal the Musical, all the Toxic Avenger movies. Uh, there's got to be 500 uh, features plus a lot of shorts every month. Uh, new talent, uh, new discoveries of ours 
films that the majors are afraid, Netflix is afraid to show. Yeah. And we have shorts, which are a lot of fun now. You, know, you don't have to sit for 90 minutes. Although, eating Miss Campbell, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it seems it's, it goes by so fast. It's, it's really what good. What is the I'm runtime eating. on Eating Miss Campbell? It's 84 minutes. 84 minutes. Let me ask you, Liam, um, what are the important characteristics when you're writing a female character? What are your top things like she must be? What are those characteristics when you're creating these female characters? And, you know, so when I when I create characters, I just kind of I think every character I write is one fold of my personality. Uh, so either it be male, female, or, you know, um, uh, you know, t- to me, it's just another part of me. So I, I, I don't, because I'm a male writing for a female, I'm just creating the character. So it doesn't really matter what gender they are, in my opinion. I mean, I get that. I hear that. But I'm like, just specifically, like, in in the... Oh, God, I got really stoked for this interview. <laughs> I'm trying to articulate like what is in my head. So, in like, how about just with any character? What are the what? Know, yeah, what with any character? The because forces. I'm just like in my head thinking of like a specific question that I can't even formulate. Well, at least he didn't give the Jack Nicholson answer from as good as it gets. I just take my reason and account accountability. Right, reason and <laughs> accountability. So, what are those? Okay, but it is different facets of himself. So when you're writing from a point of, let's say, a violent scene. Where does that, okay. yeah, where does that come from for you? I mean, to me, it's just about creating a great uh, set piece, especially for trauma films, uh, using heavy special effects. So to me, it's like what visually looks great on screen and mm-hmm. what saves the story, because at the end of the day, story is king. And mm-hmm. and you just use characters to essentially... um try to convey whatever message you're trying to you know so it's just set pieces are there any special effects in your movie that you were especially proud of and you can't wait for people to see i mean you know all my films have genital mutilation and i i feel like we have a beautiful yeah thank you thank you but a beautiful fellatio scene a very beautiful fellatio scene the fellatio scene then turns into a circumcision of um, Lawrence Harvey's penis. If you've seen the Human Centipede sequels, uh, he's the quite large gentleman. Um, and Trauma, Trauma has a history of large gentlemen in their movies. Uh, like our, Joe friend, Fleischaker. our friend Zach Amico. And Zach, Zach yeah. Amico. Exactly, yes. Zach Amico's carrying on Joe Fleischaker's legacy in, uh, in Trauma. Awesome, awesome. So I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, Liam has uh, already as young as he is. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have kind of an ensemble. Uh, you've there are certain actors who stay with you. Uh, Vito Trigo and uh, uh, I can't remember her name, but uh, the uh, the woman who was in uh, Danny Danny Tom. Yes, Danny, tell us about your team. Sure, yeah. So, um, Banjo, well, in, in 2012, I went with Vito Trigo and uh, Clay Von Karlowitz on the Return to Newton High Films. And uh, I brought them over to England in 2014. And then uh, Ian Miss Campbell is kind of like a, uh, a spiritual sequel to Banjo. So, uh, if if you see 
be Miss Campbell, uh, either at Smart Castle or at Film Noir. If you check out My Bloody Banjo on Troma Now, then you'll see it's a, it's in, it, to me, it's kind of like a trauma movie where Carri- like Tromaville's the town and Carri- like in Citizen Toxie, you have Sergeant Kabuki Man, YPD, and Toxic Avenger. So I wanted to create that kind of crossover appeal. Um, uh, but yeah, Lawrence Harvey in the Human Centipede sequels, he's in my movies. Uh, James Hamer Morton and Charlie Bond uh, are also in my movies. And, and to me, it's a lot like Trauma in a way. Trauma has uh, ensemble with, like, for example, Joe Fleischaker, uh, Trauma's action star of the 80s. He's in so many movies. And to me, uh, it's it's always about working with the best and talented people. There's so many great talents out there. Um, and a lot of Nigeria as well, they're not signed up to any... Like, in, in, in England, we have something called uh, equity, uh, which is kind of like a... Um, le- kind of like SAG, in, in a way. Actors uh, equity. There's so many people... Like- is it the same? Yeah, well, that's what the that's what the company's called. And you know, to me, you meet so many great people that work outside of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm union, and I'm finding there's a lot of roles I would like to take that are non-union. So, sure, yeah, I mean, there's cost. I mean, I'm union, but I'm, uh, I'd love to see them come after me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, here we have, a, here we have that. Uh, Something called actors' equity, uh, which is first time those two words have ever been together. (laughs) (laughs) It's all nuts, insane. Uh, It's rather liberating being the underground. What do you say, Liam? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you get one hundred. Yeah, yeah, one hundred ten percent creative control. Like to me, if there's like to me, if there's a limited budget, you can be more creative, and also it gives you restrictions, which makes you more creative Mm -hmm. to think outside the box. If you're given so much money, then you've got to make sure that you're going to make that person's money back for them, or else you're never going to make a film again. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep the budget slow, because right now, like digital filmmaking looks just as great as 35 millimeter pictures that the uh, you know Kodak film stock. To me, you can easily make a great movie even on your iPhone. And and to me, it's just all about. I mean, look at Skidmarink or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's 15 million, and it costs nothing to. Uh, to make so we've got this kind of resurgence of lo-fi underground filmmaking right now i mean eaton was kind of, so madly banjo cost fifteen thousand pounds eating miss camel cost around 60 but it looks a lot bigger because because to me you know if you build a great team if you've got to me for an independent film you need great acting great sound and great cinematography and i think if you've got those three things oh and a great screenplay that's the most mm-hmm. important but when you've got those four things, I think you're on. You're actually onto a winner. I love what you said about the restrictions making you more creative. You know, mm-hmm. um, I being that you know saying that independent films you know gives you more leeway. I wanted to ask about cancel culture and PC climate that we live in, and of course, then you know if you do a big movie, then you're at the whim of advertisers, right? Or the 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 company that is producing it and who they answer to that puts the money up, and you guys can kind of do whatever the fuck you want because you're not answering completely else um i, I mean i you know i i i feel like i learned from the best with lloyd lloyd is you know in, in my opinion the ultimate shit disturber in, in respect of you know he deals with issues like uh, you know with toxic chemical waste and the toxic avenger uh you know Tromeo and juliet dealt with incest you know and a uh, loads of so the big hollywood studios 
wouldn't touch these subject matters until later on. Like, look at the American Pie gross-out comedy, sex comedies of the 2000s. Lloyd and Michael did that with Squeeze Play, the first turning on Waitress, and Stuck on You in the 70s, you know. And then Porky's did it in the 80s. So to me, trauma's always been ahead of the curve. And uh, and I, I think that's what, that's, what the, what, that's what the appeal is. With a Hollywood movie, you'll have like 10 white producers that you have, a, that you have to answer to. And you're like a director for hire. With Troma, you can be an artist and Lloyd will support you 110%. You know, and Lloyd will, you know, Lloyd always asked me, Alien, what's happening with Eating Miss Campbell, what's going into it and everything. And, you know, he, he very much, um, you know, spearheaded the project. He believed in me uh, after seeing Banjo. And I wanted to make the ultimate Troma film. You know, I used to watch trauma films on Sky TV in the UK, which is like cable, and on Channel 4, uh, the UK's biggest independent uh, broadcaster. And, you know, it was always my dream to create something so provocative and something that people... Because even this Campbell, audiences are, are quite divided, but it's passionate either way. And to me, if they love the movie, fantastic. If they really hated the movie, that's fantastic. But if they, if they didn't give a shit, then that's when I know I failed as a filmmaker. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's all about uh, create, creating a reaction, uh, you know, creating an emotion within the audience. So we com- both completely agree. I'm like, yeah, yeah. If you're interested in uh, the themes of, of uh, Big Pharma, uh, which the so-called president talked about, and the uh, cancel culture and all that, and the woke and whatever, Check out uh, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, which is my version of the Tempest. Uh, uh, the one of the equally important, uh, aside from Liam's talent, he loves cinema. Most of the people in the business say they love the red carpet, they love the hookers, they love the mansions, they love living in all that stuff. They don't love movies. They don't watch them. They have two questions: Who's in it? How much you going to spend? Or whatever. So, so he's. He, he's driven. Liam is driven. He's going to, and I think he will be the next James Gunn or Eli Roth. Or, uh, I don't think you'll be Samuel Jackson, but um, you've had a good chance to be and Matt Stone, all wrapped up in one. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Ball. Thank you. Seriously, that. No. <laughs> I believe in you, Liam. I told you that. I mean, the guy came eight hours as a kid on a bus to see. Uh, Two days of my uh, Oxford master class. And it was full house, too, which is pretty surprising. But, um, you know, I couldn't help but be impressed with that. And I, I uh, uh, was attracted uh, both, uh, well, not physically so much, but to a certain <laughs> soul-wise. I mean, I could tell we were, you know, I think, I think Liam has a, a bit more ability to deal with people and also to feel, you know, to be able to present uh, uh, Kind of a, a, a political sociological satire, which Squeeze Play, Waitress, Stuck on You, First Turn On, they were raunchy comedies, but uh, one was uh, about the Women's Liberation Group and the, the ERA, which we still, the uh, Equal Rights Amendment. We still don't have that, Liam. We don't have it. We don't even have that yet, right, Liam? Yeah. No. no. And the other no. thing we've done is political or sociological and or sociological uh, 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 themes so when that, you know that's not to everybody's taste well uh, I, also, mean, I like singing i like art, singing and dancing art eliminates about four i mean, 
any good art should be disturbing. And it should my, be disturbing. My, it should evoke a reaction. Should evoke and you something. call it art if it did not invoke a reaction. Yeah, if it, that, absolutely. Like advertising doesn't evoke anything. It sh- you know usually doesn't, but real art should. I mean, if in my comedy, if I'm not pissing people off, if I'm not making people laugh at something they didn't want to laugh at, I don't think I'm doing the right thing. Absolutely. Which is why I'm not popular. But <laughs> anyway. But the dark humor like puts a mirror kind of up to society mm-hmm. and makes you go, this this is what it is right And that's now. why like, it is ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous. We're lucky, it is ugly, that it is in your face. We're lucky that trauma exists, and you know, we're, you know, Lloyd, you have such an amazing reputation for nurturing, you know, filmmakers that do do it for the right reasons, and are artists and actual auteurs, and do love cinema, and you know, we're lucky that you are in the industry, and you know, have have the financial backing that you have to do what you do. So, so <laughs> we're getting by. It was forty nine years. But uh, if you want to see something that's better than spending 80000 U.S. dollars on one year of, of uh, NYU film school, check out the trauma docu- behind-the-scenes documentary, the one about poultry guys, Night of the Chicken Dead. It, it, it's better than, than, I would say, 90% of the doc, so-called documentaries on uh, Amazon Prime or Netflix. It, it, it's absolutely unvarnished truth, right, Liam? And... What do we do? We make everybody in pre-production. What do we do to make sure the crew understands what's happening? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you know you would film on a the whole film on a video camera to make sure all the shots were, and also test the special effects, make sure that everything is there for when principal photography begins. And to me, but being being prepared, sorry. Uh, also, uh, we make everybody look at Poultry in Motion or one of the feature-length That's documentaries. Right. That's where the, you can talk about what you experienced on Return to Nukemai and Return to Return to Nukemai. How did we live? How did we eat? How did, oh, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in, in Buffalo, Niagara, we uh, we stayed in a an abandoned funeral home with around yeah. 60 uh Yay, 60 casting crew members and uh, two working showers. Um, and but to be honest with you, it, to me, it's all about paying dues and also uh, being staying humble. And it, it was great. I, I, I had the best time. I mean, I made so many, you know, I, I, I took a flight to Buffalo, Niagara on my own. I think it was like 24, 25. I didn't know anybody over there apart from Lloyd. And, you know, people that I met 10 years ago, Justin Martell, who uh, produces The Last Drive-In, The Joe Bob Show on Shudder. Uh, Vito Trigo, who acts in Nine Movies. You know, I, I made lifelong friends. I mean, Blade Braxton, my best friend, who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, uh, I met him on Return to Newcomb High. And to me, you know, I've never really been good with, with relationships or anything else, but when I'm with uh, the trauma team, I feel like this is my calling, you know, and to me, all the sacrifices and everything I've made uh, is being more fulfilling and more spiritually fulfilling than any uh, relationship or, you know, anything really. So it's very fulfilling. Uh, but before uh, we uh, before we worked on Return to Nukemai, Lloyd would always say, watch Poultry in Motion, the Poultry Guys documentary, because it shows what it is like on a trauma set. And it's long hours, but uh, all that heart and soul of everyone working together, it pays off when you watch it. I mean, 
when you watch a trauma movie in the cinema, you don't think about the 16-hour days. You don't think about the tiredness. You, you know, the, this art will last forever. You know, it, it will, it, you know, it, Poltergeist will last forever. Return to Nukem High will last forever. I don't think a lot of the movies you see in the cinema these days is kind of like fast food. You, you know, you eat it, you shit it out. That's Hollywood films. With, you know, with Trauma, my God, you know, people are still talking about Trauma and Julia. People are still talking about, you know, and, and you know, that came out in 1996. And it, that is, you know, and James favorite. Oh, it's my favorite movie of all time. I am obsessed with Tromeo and Julia. You know, I, I followed James Gunn's career based on that movie. Well, James and Sean Gunn's career based on that movie. And you can just go show that, you know, he's a pure talent. And, you know, he nurtured. It came from the loins of Floyd Kaufman. What is that? So form the thought and spit it out. Liam. Okay. So. My mind is on uh, the political statements that need to be made through uh, your art. Well, I, that's a big I mean, way to put a burden on somebody. Else. <laughs> what I'm asking is, what is next on the horizon? What are you, what is, are, have you gotten as far? Or are we still in promote mode? Or have you started thinking about the next, the next thing and inspiring what you. needs to be said? Well, so with filmmaking, for me at least, I feel like I need to be obsessed or moving on to the next thing. I mean, I'm very much in eating Miss Campbell mode right now, but I'm also thinking, what's next? Because I, I need to know, you know, that this isn't going to be the last film I make. And, you know, I, I would love to make another movie with Lloyd and, and Trauma. And, you know, we're, we're discussing ideas right now. Um, uh, I, I just feel with Trauma, you know, it's a brand that's very near and dear to my heart. Without Trauma, I would not be a filmmaker. Uh, without Lloyd's books or documentaries, I wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So I'm very thankful for everything Lloyd, Kaufman, and Michael has, you know, done. Um, so I'd love to make another movie for Trauma. Um, uh, but, I, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I, I, I don't go into a film thinking that I need to tick this box, I need to tick that box. I go in with a story and I want to lampoon certain themes, much like yeah. what Lloyd does. For example, you know, when I grew up, uh, uh, the two the two biggest tragedies were American. They were uh, Columbine, uh, where like Marilyn Manson and all these um, uh, tinted artists were being yeah. blamed. Exactly. And then we had 9-11. And 9-11, like, so I lost my mom uh, one month before 9-11. So oh, when 9-11 wow. happened, I was, I was very, I was 16 years old, but I was very numb to this world tragedy. And this is what eating Miss Campbell you know, I, I deal with the themes of 9-11 and school shooting mm -hmm. because uh, as a Brit, the news is, you know, is is mainly American. Like, whatever happens, like, with, with Donald Trump on British news, it was all Donald Trump news when Donald Trump was president. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but for oh, no, no, no. Sorry. We executed no, no, no. that nightmare. Oh, Donald Trump made for good... Hey, Donald Trump made for good TV. And, you know, we had Boris Johnson, you know, the... Uh, the British Donald Trump. Donald Trump. The British Donald Trump, that's right. So I, I think what I'm trying to say is I don't go into a film thinking, okay, I need to take this box and tick that box. It's what serves the story. Mm -hmm. And to me, you know, uh, dealing with the social political themes, it's no different to what Trey Parker and Matt Stone mm -hmm. did, uh, does with South Park. Oh, the only difference yeah. is man's live action and as is animated so i feel that's how they can kind of get away with it but not just that you know they've been going for almost 30 years now so 
There's I, and, and I think yeah, but also with trauma, like you wouldn't be able to deal with these subject matters in the uh, mainstream. I mean, Gustav Sand made a movie called Elephant. Yes, about the, uh, school shootings based on the Columbine yeah, characters. Yeah. But it was so dull and boring. And to me, it was trying to be arsy for arsy. This is just my opinion, by the way. Arsy for arsy for the sake of it. it to me, it didn't say anything. I think he was fetishizing what he, the 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 rumor of the homosexual relationship between them. My, Is it my anybody opinion. else nervous that Lloyd just got up? Nah. Okay. Nah. I'm like, what's he gonna come back with? What's happening? <laughs> um, you know, but like, look at like, this. I don't know if you've seen this, but you know, 30 years after the Toxic Avenger, uh, oh wow, made oh, this. Yeah. That's so cool. My daughter Charlotte. Gave it to me for bought it. Gave it to me for Christmas, and uh, pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that. We didn't see the Forrest Gump uh, thing like this, right? It's kind of cute. That's right? so cute. Uh, that was great. Museum of Modern Art eventually picked up on Romeo and Juliet. They had a Shakespeare festival, and and they only had uh, three Romeo and Juliet movies. And yeah, this was uh, like a year ago, but they included Romeo and Ju- Juliet along with. Baz Luhrmann and uh, Zeffirelli, so that ain't bad. Woody Allen says hello, Liam, right? Success. Yeah, Woody Allen says what? What's that? Is that showing up? Correct. Of course, he's fucking his daughter, but... (laughs) (laughs) He's technically alien. That's a a true statement, so, you know. (laughs) Well, yeah. It seems to be. And he's fucking his adopted daughter. Because he's fucking his daughter. Yeah. It is what it is. And Trump and and Romeo and Juliet dealt with incest back in 996. So there we go. Is it the future, right? I mean, I think it is amazing. Atlantic. How ahead of the curve <laughs> trauma always is with these, you know, things that people don't want to talk about and subversive themes. Like it's, you know, it's needed in the culture. It is needed in the culture. Have the conversation and make light of it because then people are more willing to talk about it. Like, if you make someone laugh with a rape joke and you're not punching down, like, that's fantastic. You're destigmatizing right. stuff, which is needed. I love to joke about those sort of things. I mean, I mean, if you're here, hi, <laughs> hello, you've heard the show. Yeah. <laughs> We're usually a lot crazier than this. We're being very serious. We're being very serious. Very serious We're like, with you guys. I want to hear every We're usually, like, this. making fun of people fucking dead bodies and, you know, like, really terrible shit. And that's our, that's what we do. But right now, we're, we're just like, oh, God, respect, 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 yeah, but, respect. So with that, like, where do you draw the line in a film? Like, what's the thing that... You won't. You're not. Is ready. there a line? Is there a is, sub- there a line? Is there subject matter you won't go to, or is the you know like I won't punch down in comedy? Is there you know some a way that you won't tell something, or you know what are you any parameters that you can think of that you have, or do you have none? I mean, I don't think like the to to me, it's whatever serves the story. Like I I think if you I think if you if you, I think if you're trying to be offensive, then it's not that for the sake. Very, well. Well, I just think, you know, you be, it's, it's exhausting. It's, it's t- you know, people can see through that. It, it's not it's not true. To me, if, if you're dealing with uh, uh, subject matters and social political themes, you need to have an education about it. You actually need to do your research. You can't just, like, say something and then just drop it. You've got to see it through. So, I personally, I don't think, I, I don't think there's a line to me. I think everything is, like, I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone say it best. 
either it's all okay or none is. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely agree. That, that's, yep. <laughs> Do you want to ask some alien questions? Oh, I'm curious just, to what they believe. I don't know. We've been talking about such highbrow shit. Like, what? <laughs> but we aren't highbrow people. <laughs> no. Uh, I have dicks on my arms. How could I be? Like, anyway. <laughs> what the, you're saying, you say, do you say eyebrow people? Highbrow. I've got two eyebrows, right? Oh, eyebrow. He's an eyebrow. Oh, these eyebrows. Put these eyebrow people. How and dare you? With, still have with face and brows. Can't stand them. Uh, do you guys, I mean, okay. This, where, where I'm really into alien abductions, like, I'm upset. I'm really into alien abductions. Do you too. believe in aliens, Lloyd? Do you think they're visiting the planet? I. I ha- I'm agnostic on it. In really okay. Can- I don't. I believe in ghosts, uh, but I think I had Montgomery Clift in my hotel room one evening. Oh. Tell us about that. Well, the Roosevelt Hotel is a legend uh-huh. is purportedly uh, is haunted. Yes. And Suite uh, Eleven Thirty is uh, where allegedly Montgomery Clift uh, strolls around, mm-hmm. but our neighbor when I was a kid. Montgomery Cliff, by the way, was a very talented actor in John Ford movies. He, he worked with Elizabeth Taylor. Yes, tell the young people that have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't believe people don't know. Well, but, yeah. called one of the greatest uh, teenage movies of all time. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, uh, uh, he he lived uh, right to his garden uh, in Manhattan. We have a, whoops, we have a house. Uh, and I uh, had a house uh, when I grew up and his house looked at our house and one one day, he just happened to ring our doorbell. Uh, I guess he could see my bedroom. And uh, I was when I was at Yale, and I was working. I was uh, about to get kicked off the Yale uh, radio station. And he uh, was nice enough when he came in. He, my father said, "Hey, there's somebody here you might be interested in." Sure enough, so I interviewed him on on uh, the uh, real, the real old-fashioned quarter-inch tape recorder. And, uh, and he got very interested in my belt, which was basically looked like that. Yeah, you know, I didn't at the time. I was too naive. I was too. Oh. <laughs> he but, wanted. Uh, fuck you, Lloyd. <laughs> or steal his belt. I wish Maybe. I would have taken it. Right. I did. I had uh, uh, Lillian Gish. I had uh, Montgomery Clift. I had Stan Brackage. I asked him one question, Liam, and he spoke for an hour. And yet I got kicked off the station because they wanted to listen to the Supremes or whatever. I was the only one. Mm-hmm. Of thirty, who uh, they called it healing too to audition. I don't know if it's still true at Yale, but if you were auditioning for an organization at Yale, they called it healing, like a dog, right? Yale. Yeah. I mean, I what didn't know that. You know, we didn't even think about. It. All I know is they made it very unpleasant. Apparently, I was too much of a wise guy. So, what was that? You can't those? believe that. I don't believe that. I got kicked yeah. off my college radio too, but. Yeah. College did it happen? It happens. Have, mine was called Naked Radio, and I went to a very conservative college, and they did not like it. That happens. Nice. The best of us. Yeah, um, that's that's fucking interesting. But how did you? How did you sense that it was Montgomery Clift because you'd met him oh, in real yeah. life? Back to that. Uh, uh, it, I had a pretty wild uh, night, uh, and I, I was fairly uh, happy. Inebriated. Yeah, but it was something was smoky and my hair in the back of my neck stood I mean I think there was something I mean I do believe it and uh, but that's the only time in my life I think uh, where I could actually so he, feel the presence so he came back to fuck you finally he wanted to finish well he came back to finish the job 
You want to see if you still had that belt. <laughs> That's what he wanted. I'm going to get that belt. <laughs> it's that guy again with the fucking, with the fabulous oh, belt. Huh. Liam, do you believe in aliens? Do you believe they walk among us? Um, I don't really have an opinion on that. Oh, God oh, damn it, you got <laughs> God damn it. I will, I will say that uh, there's a movie called Alien Blood that's on Truman now, but I, I recommend. Hell yeah. Oh, good. Yes, it's a cool. good one. Any ghost experiences? Anything weird? Any? Have you ever been like inspired by a true crime story? Just give me some blood and guts. Give me the creepy crawlies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I think real. I think I think I think real life is creepy enough, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, it's a scary. It's a scary world out there. I don't know. I I've never really been into spooks or you know ghosts or like, anything. Do you have, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite serial killer? Um, uh, Tony Blair. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, we're all war criminals. Mm-hmm. How about I don't know. Did, yeah. uh, did you like the series about Jeffrey uh, Dahmer? Yeah. Yes. Dahmer. Yes. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, that was well done. Huge, huge fan here. Yeah. Huge Dahmer. fan. We're Loved about it. some Dahmer. All about some Dahmer. Um, I there's only one Ted Bundy movie I've appreciated, and it's No Man of God. It's the smaller one that was directed by a woman. I did not like the big. Zac Efron. Oh, Zac Efron one. Well, we've talked about that. We actually did a, a Ted Bundy episode. If you guys are into a little Ted Bundy, uh, EJ uh, Hammond. Check that out with EJ Hammond. Her book just came out, Memories of the Beast. It's it's out now, so you can oh, find that. Memories of the Beast. Yes. Wherever books are sold. Yeah. Yes. But Troma now. Troma now. Now. And you could get this month free. For free. For free. And $4.99. That is so economical. Like Jesus, what is Netflix costing now? Oh, like eight seventeen. The other systems are raising their price, and they're trying to stop people sharing passwords. Yeah, but now we're we want to just have people see our movies, and if we can scrape by uh, and keep uh, going, uh, next year's our fiftieth year, and uh, uh, I think really Troma now is our uh, is the, basically the only thing we have that uh, can. Uh, Make a few bucks uh, that uh, consistently. Oh, that mail is here. Thank you. Oh, like the, make... the mail's here. Oh. Um, okay. Nine years. Hi, wife. Patty. <laughs> Patty. Patty Pie. If she uh, loves Lee. So everybody hey, loves me. Oh, hey. Well, this is People, this is such this is a, a fun, wholesome this is episode. Such a wholesome episode, very wholesome. Yeah, I love this. I love this so much. We haven't talked about baby murder once. We yeah, haven't talked about baby murder. What? what? I got a globe all the way. I, oh, okay. I oh yeah. So maybe so Lloyd, Liam I love you. We're gonna finish up with with Liam here, Lloyd. I love you so hard. I'm gonna send you everything. We'll see you on Monday. We will see you Monday. Very nice to meet you, Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. That would be wonderful. Good. We'll be Thank there. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks, Good night, Lloyd. Thanks, Thank you for everything. Thank you again for coming across the pond and uh, I've caught to make some movie history tomorrow. They're already sold out. So uh, I kind of wait. 2000, 2000 seats, I think, isn't it? Or something. Hot wow. damn. Okay. That's amazing. Oh, I'm talking this. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, thank, you. Like, like, thank you for coming.
Good night. Bye, Lloyd. Liam and I are happy to do another chapter, but I think Liam takes over. Absolutely. Yeah, because we got to talk about everywhere everybody is going to be able to see eating Miss Campbell. Uh, because sure, it's so. coming out. Yes. Excellent. So, uh, US theatrical premiere at Smart Castle tomorrow night. Then we're at the Film Noir in Greenpoint, I believe it is. I'm not too good at my American geography because I'm from the UK. Um, That's okay. Noir. Americans don't know geography. Yeah, none of them know anyway. Okay. Like, have you seen your school system? I lived here for nine years and I use Google Maps, so whatever. Oh, yeah, take okay. me off the well, grid system. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know now. Yeah. The great point on Monday evening, and then we're in LA for three nights, starting on the 16th, uh, the 17th, and the 18th. So you can buy tickets at eatingmisscampbell.com. Eatingmisscampbell.com. Um, and we're going to be looking forward to that premiere. We will be there. Get your asses out to Greenpoint. Monday night. What time? 6.30? I have no idea. Well, you can up. probably check that out at eatingmisscampbell.com. Um, Very good. <laughs> yes. Liam, um, do you have uh, uh, do, do you have any other questions? Because uh, I'm just like... Uh, uh, not, not that I can think I of. did like a whole slew of questions with you earlier today. Yeah. That and is right. I... You asked me if I've ever paid for sex. <laughs> <laughs> You've never paid for sex. I've been, I've been paid for sex. Well, I was thinking okay. about that today. I was like, have I been paid yes. for sex? Haven't you? I mean, I've been wined and dined. I guess I've been handed money. I oh mean, my God, I've I, been paid for. Sex. I webcammed for like three years. That counts, right? Does that count? Yeah. Does that count? That counts. Life is one big transaction, right? Yeah. It's just like it's like these conventions when you meet celebrities and they charge like two hundred dollars. I mean, that's kind of prostitution right there, right? Absolutely. It's like, hey, hand me over some money and here's some time. But, you know, at least with um, at least with. Uh, sex workers is honest, right? And it, you, know, right. you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, man. And why not, right? Why not? I think we're all like uh, halls and pimps and hookers, but some of us get a better karma to work in. And some people love the work they do, like artists. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel safer with. Okay, we don't have universal health care here. We're fucked. Um, do you feel safer with an American hooker or a UK hooker? Not, I, I mean, mean, asking I mean, for a friend. Well, he, he definitely... Are you a friend? He might not use I, I, Adrian. He might no, not... I, I, yeah. No. no it, I, theoretically. <laughs> I know. I asked the weirdest no, I, questions. I'm sorry. But I, I'm just over here thinking... He doesn't... He does not... He does not look like an incel. He does I, not look I, like... I, no, I never said he looked like I an I will answer your question. Theoretically... Theoretically. I would be a lot more comfortable... Like with a hooker in the Netherlands, then I would want a hooker in the Netherlands. Then I would want in L.A. For I would not take a hooker in L.A. No, no, no. I feel like Van Nuys, baby. No, I feel like maybe no. Like, I don't even really want to bum a cigarette off you. Van Nuys is like the capital of porn in in America. Right. I could okay. be wrong. We'll get okay. an email if I'm wrong. So we we have uh, we have pretty good healthcare in England. It's free. I think it's kind of like uh, this kind of don't have free healthcare. I believe oh, so. I think, yeah. I've the, yeah. the only thing I've heard about it being bad is the wait times apparently are horrific. And uh, if there's somebody that's younger that has cancer ahead of you, they'll get treatment first and the older people get treatment oh. last. Is this in Canada? I, I've heard that. I, I don't know if it's true. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, the, the UK is the, the great. So, for example, I'll phone the doctor's office at 8 a.m. in the morning 
and I'll, I'll have an appointment two hours later. What? There's no charge. Oh my God. I would have to wait yeah, about a I, month. I, I is an ENT appointment and I have to wait three months. That's fucked up. I have that to. Fucked up. I just, so I have dental, but I just signed up with a private uh, service where you pay a subscription so that you can get cleanings and whitenings whenever you want. And that is not covered by insurance. And I signed up because, like, I just want that service sooner. Sure. It's ridiculous. I feel like my mind is so blown right now. Like, okay, wow. so for example, like, medication, like, for example, I'm on Zoloft, or mm-hmm. sertraline, as we call it in the UK. Um, so, for example, a month's supply of antidepressants would cost me, like, $10. So what? I'm not sure what $10 uh, for, like, Zoloft. So I, I'm on Lamictal, Wellbutrin, Buspirin, and all of that. When I change to my new healthcare with my company, it's going to cost me like $70 a month. Comment down below. What are you taking? And right now I'm on Medicaid, which is the lowest insurance I have left over from before I got this corporate job. And it's $1 a month. But as soon as I sign up for the corporate, I have to because my taxes are going to get filed and they're going to see what I make. It's like set almost a hundred dollars a month so that I can function. It's great. Love yeah, it, dude. That is so fucked up that you've got to kind of like you know pay this fee to, exist, to live. live. You know, so yeah. so that yeah, I can agree. give back, so that I can put money into the machine in in a job that I fucking don't care about. Right? I mean, right. yeah, I'm not passionate about. Yeah. Oh, no, you know. And well, the other option really die. I mean, right, exactly. I might as well get a prescription for something that I don't use and that is worth street value and sell that to pay for the medications that I actually need. Side hustles in a modern world. Yeah, I might as well do that. Like, it's just, and if I don't take my medications, then I can't really function and work and then I'm homeless. But in order to get social security disability income for people that are crazy like me, mm-hmm. I'd have to prove that I hadn't worked for three years in order to get that. So you have so, to start the process by not have, working for to, three years. You have to go be homeless for three years. And then maybe you can, get, you can get $800 a month. Maybe. Why didn't I think to just be... But yeah, why was I just Like, I just backed into the job force too quick. I was only homeless for two and a half years. I didn't do it right. Ah. Yeah. Man, you guys need to come to the UK. You get free healthcare. It's pretty sweet, you know? Uh, what about Ireland? I can get a heritage passport through my husband. I'm thinking about it. There we go. Go for it, man. Do you yeah. want to be in Ireland? Yeah, they speak English. I can still do comedy. I can go to the UK and do comedy. As soon as as soon as soon my mom dies and I get money, I'll buy those Irish passports and, get, and go. There we go. Yeah, just go yeah. buy some yeah. Irish passports. No well. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we need milk, eggs, Irish passports. <laughs> That's a lot, lot of problems. Escape priorities. Priorities. Um, I had another question, and now I'm horrified by healthcare. (laughs) This is the most like uh, informational episode we've ever done. Usually, we're reading true crime episodes, being like, "And then he barbecued the baby. It must have been like veal. I wonder how they." What spice would you use on on a dead baby? What spice would you use on a dead baby? Yeah, what would you use? Um. I don't know. That's a really fucked up. Probably self. <laughs> you know. Um, hey, yeah. hey, have you guys have you guys seen a Serbian film? Of course. Baby yeah, rape, right? Yeah. Baby rape, right? Newborn porn, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, that movie 
I've watched once. It's very disturbing. Yeah. But it's one of those films where you want to show people the high expecting what they're going to watch to <laughs> their reaction. But like the more I see that film, there's definitely like a black comedy element to it. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's a very well-made movie. Excellent. It's got a great industrial soundtrack. It looks like a real film. Uh, but the director, he can't get any work because no one wants to work with the Asylum film guy. Yeah? He's very talented. It's pretty sad, right? Because that's dealing with, you know, issues that Hollywood don't want to deal with. Yeah, and it's um, real. That shit happens, especially in war zones. Hmm. That's right. And that's America, right. America is funded by war. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a poor country? Better get some war. <laughs> no, you need some freedom. Oh, you better got the, you got oil. You need some freedom. Yeah. <laughs> We know. I know all about the CIA destroying countries in South America for their resources and then installing dictators after they had dem- democratically elected people and Democrat and uh, the, the confessions of an economic hitman and how terrible the CIA is. Yeah. And MK Ultra is real. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. They're sending frequencies through like Fox. Like te- ba- when we switched over to digital television, they sent vouchers out to make sure that people switched over their televisions. And I believe it's because there are frequencies coming out of the digital televisions that make people more docile, I think. It's the mind control device from Batman Forever. Kind of. That the Riddler creates. But why like why would they give a, why would they give a shit that poor people had digital televisions otherwise? Why would they fucking care? Right. Exactly. Uh, Same from happened in the UK, you know. Do there's a five G over here? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we have 5G. Okay. And oh, okay. yeah, all the QAnon yeah. people thought that it was going to kill everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And That's the, right. But That's right. I they were both monitoring us and giving us cancer at the same it's time. It's probably all bad anyway. Like, Bluetooth probably isn't great for you. But I also think that people, like, our biological systems adapt. I think that, you know, you, mm-hmm. we, we change, we adapt. When someone gets a, a traumatic brain injury, the brain just says, well, can't use that part. And they just reroute everything. I think we're... Right. Uh, more adaptable than what people we're just think. on ending highway road work. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's existence. Right? Yeah. That's it. Take this fucking detour. You yeah. hit your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, it's really weird because I always thought conspiracy theories were fun when like those 9 11 documentaries. Oh, loose change like, years ago. It was so yeah, good. I, fun. I worked at a pizza place and I used to give that out in the in the pizza boxes to people. I was like so about it. I still think Alex Jones is hilarious and he should have been a wrestler. Um, but you know, it's just, I, I agree. And I had a conspiracy podcast and then I went to work in the morgue and during COVID and I really saw what was really going on and I couldn't argue with these people. And I feel like QAnon co-opted conspiracy culture and now it's not fun. Now it's just dangerous. Exactly. And I try. Yes. It used to be fun. I still love talking about the verifiable stuff and, and speculating on things, but you know, I don't believe that people are drinking adre- adrenochrome and, and all of that nonsense. That's right. Sometimes you just got to shut that shit down and just not give it any attention. Yeah. Right? Because it's it's ignorance. It really isn't. You know, social media is all like one big echo chamber. So obviously, if you follow people that are doing the same thing, they say the same thing, they say the same thing, and there's no kind of uh, other opinion. Or else, yeah, I just find them so arrogant as well as like, Yes, my opinion is right because I watched this YouTube video that's right, right, and it's that's, like, come on, yeah. yeah. When I, during COVID, you know, they were telling me that the bodies I was putting in the freezers weren't weren't really COVID victims, and I didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, dude, I got COVID oh. on my sh- on my shoe today, 
because it came out like there there's COVID. I stepped into the freezer with the COVID. It's like really happening, yeah. and and I couldn't I could not argue with them to convince them because it's yeah. like a religion, you mm-hmm. know. They've decided exactly. Yeah, that that mind is already made up. You're yeah. just kind of talking to a brick wall. It's and it's infuriating because I, I feel like with so, with the COVID with lockdown, it's exposed a lot of mental illness. Like yes. it's like wow, there's so many people in the world that are really fucked up. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, there's that guy that killed his family because he thought they were possessed by demons, but it was all related to QAnon shit. You know, the reptilian thing. I mean, I love listening to David Icke talk because, you know, there's always some good truths within his bullshit. But then you look at the reptilian propaganda and it all goes back. Just replace the word reptilian with the Jews. And it's the same shit from the protocols right. mm-hmm. of the elders of Zion and like David Icke. It's like, bro, just no, right. stop with the reptilians. I can get on Hollow Moon. That's great. I can get I can get on. You know, uh, some of his shit, which is really, you know, and, and, you know, standing up for yourself as a human against technocratic whatever. But like (sighs) reptilians, bro, reptilians. I mean, I would fuck a reptilian. We've talked about. Yes. But yes, I mean, I just it sounds pretty anti-Semitic after a while. So now that I'm running that in my head, because it gets you to really fun stuff. And you're like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, I watched V from the 70s and it's not original. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man. V, v was a great TV show. I mean, Robert England was it V, right? Yep. Yep. V smart. Do you remember that episode where the the woman gives birth to like a reptilian baby or something? You, you know, know, I've not seen it in years, but. Well, you know what we should do? We should take that footage and, and put a filter over it and make it grainy and then release that as, as evidence that the government is breeding Definitely. reptilians. Let's do it. Let's and go. And see if they fucking start spreading it virally and then be like, yeah, we should find a, a movie where, like, the same thing, we're sacrificing a baby, and then we should release, release it. Yeah, be like, this was found on, on Hillary Clinton's computer, and just see if they go for it. The pot. It'd be great. I, you know, I, I think it's really fucked up that a lot of these, you know, QAnon people, these conspiracy theorists, they think that everything needs to have a reason. Like, oh, this is happening here because mm-hmm. of this, this, and this. This is what the agenda is. Sometimes it's like a David Lynch film. Yes. It doesn't oh, yeah. make sense, right? It's Mulholland Drive, you know, man. Sometimes... Exactly, completely. Yeah. You know, uh, so, and you know that's that's what life is, right? I mean, why are we here? Blah blah blah. We, There's, you know, sometimes it's just let's just live. You know? uh, well, that's why religion was created because we're terrified of the unknown, right? right. Um, you know, but you know, in England about the really tragic case, the kid that was murdered by the other kids in the railroad tracks. Uh, I think Jamie Bolger. James Bolger. I I know everything about that case. So people are always trying to make reasons like they say that the one that maybe the two kids that killed him were involved in you know, were sexually molested and involved in some big pedophile ring and that's why the U- uk is always making sure that they're protected and their identities are protected and it's like you know maybe they're just fucked up maybe they were just born psychopaths well, i mean exactly what do you think? when that happened in yeah well what not happened in 1993 was all over the news in england right and it's still tragic for me to watch any documentary about it because you see that CCTV footage. Yeah, I know. Where they totally leading him away. Just leading, and you just want to reach out and just be like, what the fuck? This woman even idiot. stopped them like while they were doing it. And, yeah, the kids were, and the kids were so confident. They're like, no, no, it's just my my friend or whatever. They, but, they, you know, in, in the. You, in the I'm not as familiar with this case. I'll, I'll get you up to speed after the show. It's very depressing. They mutilated so this. Impressive. They mutilated this little boy. They performed sexual acts on him, but it's like they're too young to kind of get erections, so they're doing it with objects. How old were these kids? Like nine, ten? The ones that killed him? Yeah, like like eight, yeah, nine or ten. And the, the, the kid was a, though. The, they, yeah, the sorry, kid was a toddler. Yeah. So go on. 
sorry, in the UK, they used uh, the movie Child Play 3 as the scapegoat, saying that, you know, and this is the whole video nasties thing, what we happened in the UK in the 80s, where they banned films like Evil Dead, Exorcist, mm-hmm. etc. So uh, because the father rented Child's Play 3, they're like, well, uh, you know, Jerry Bulger had ginger hair like Chucky. Um, the kid shoved batteries uh, up as the kid's rectum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Well, like, there was a scene on, on a trailer. Yeah. That's the, 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 right, which at the end of Child's Play 3 is at the Dragon's Lair mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, but they use child's play three for the longest time and then it's oh well no it's kind of like to me the original halloween movie in the original halloween movie michael myers is just evil when rob zombie made halloween oh no he was you know teen he was boy and everything that's exactly i think that's why a lot of conspiracy theorists they probably prefer the rob zombie halloween to the original halloween because I oh, love wow, the Rob Zombie. I do love the <laughs> Rob Zombie. But I, I love the original. But look, I'm susceptible because I grew up in Texas watching Alex Jones on public access. I watched a lot of public access growing up. And I thought it was so fun. And now I, I'm older and I have more critical thinking skills. But Well, and know. it's too it, into it the extreme when you're talking yeah. about Halloween. Yeah. Because in the first movie, uh, Michael Myers didn't even have the name Michael Myers, correct? He was just uh, Bill. No, oh, no, you're thinking about no, yeah, I'm thinking of Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, or Jason. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, right. Um, there's if you like think Alex Jones is fun. There's some really amazing metal artists on YouTube that have taken his rants and put it to metal music, and it's fucking brilliant. The, the guy named Sam Marodian, he did one called uh, Alex Jones Prison Planet Project. <laughs> it's like a right. whole album <laughs> of rants. It's it's really fun. You should check it out. I'll check it out. I'll do we want to do a porn this episode? Uh, do you have time to 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 make fun of a porn with us? Like it's something we do. We just yeah, put sure. it on it and we just talk shit. So I had okay. tracked down. Um, I mean, it's it's on his Wikipedia. So <laughs> I did track down two. This porn is our show. Like, we do true crime and we do some paranormal and then we talk shit about a porn. You know what I think we go with oh. is the Cthulhu. Sure, Cthulhu porn. Let's okay. go with Cthulhu because we are we are sitting here with the amazing Liam Reagan, and Aww. we're when you're, I, I mean we like some production value in our porn. Yeah, there's so, a there's a, some horror porn for you. Horrorporn.com, oh, shorty. You might be well, you know, some of their production value as a director. Sure, I, I, of course. I mean, I'm friends with Doug Sackman, who directed *We Penetrate* and *Evil Head* and *The Triple Exorcist*. So, uh, yeah, it's a porn is an art form, right? Porn is it's, art, it and art be. is subjective. It should be an art form. <laughs> it saying. should be, but also, but also, I, I feel like a lot of woke people these days oh. are like very, like you know, I I had nudity in my film, and some people walked up because they thought it was uh, explosive. But at the, at the same time, it's like, well, you know, I've discussed it with the women, with the with the female actresses yeah. beforehand. They're all the big has been done. A fee. Right then, exactly. And also, why should a guy have an opinion on a woman's body? To me, if a woman is proud of her body and wants to show it off, then more power to it. So, what? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm a feminist, but I'm kind of, I guess, a bad feminist in the woke view because I'm all for that. Like, was everybody consenting? Cool. Yeah. Great. Good. Like, I'll do porn. I'll do, I mean, well, I'll do nudity in your film. I don't know about porn. I mean, I'll like, do nudity. I, I would totally do nudity. We both like, do nudity. It's if, fine. But 
I don't know. I think there's there's something more wrong with the person that walks out because it's like, what are you walking away from? Yeah, somebody's what, freedom. What? Yes, Liber- somebody's I, liberation. No, not somebody's liberation. Exactly. But like, what mechanism yeah. is broken inside you well, that you felt some kind of way and you walked out? Yeah. Like, is it your self-preservation? Is it some moral hierarchy? Or did you just have a real bad thought and you don't mm. want to look at it? Mm. Possibly. And that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. You see, so when someone sees a naked body, it's up to them if they find it titillating or not. So it's on that person. So they must find it titillating because, you know, to me, uh, you know, a body's not always titillating. I mean, look at fucking statues. Look at uh, ah, right? Yeah. They've got naked, you know, do you find that titillating? It's like, to me, it's like when someone says, I'm offended. That's because they're projecting their personal beliefs onto uh whatever they're watching and yeah. that that may not be the director's uh intent uh, you know the intent for example a pedophile for example may find i don't know baby's day out for example tilling right but right. that wasn't the direct i mean that's a really bad analogy but it wasn't the filmmaker's right? intention to create right. a kitty porn. Yeah, toddlers and tiaras. Exactly. Toddlers and tiaras. Although right. that might be their intention, I'm not sure. I mean, I think at the end of the day, they're just Hollywood, right? sell those goals yeah. off. Right. Yeah. They're going to sell them to a nice husband. If and he'll lucky. be bona fide. <laughs> or Matt. Hey, did you, hear that cons- did you hear about that conspiracy theory about Steven Spielberg and Red yes. Shoes? And yes. How- right. Yes. Wait, I haven't heard this one. Okay. Tell, tell Adrian. You, you tell. No, no, you, you, you tell. Uh, you tell. Well, I know about the one about the the girl from Poltergeist and that yes. he had sexual relations with her. That Steven Spielberg goes after young blonde girls. I hadn't heard the shoe component. What's the shoe component? So suppose, so supposedly, because she died, uh, yeah. he he used uh, that skin to make red shoes. So because you always see Steven Spielberg back then in red shoes. Now that's the conspiracy. Theory. I'm not saying it's fact or anything like that. That he used uh, earth I just skin you... to make sneakers? Yes. Yeah, red shoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, which is which is quite interesting because in the 80s, David Duchovny was in a TV show. Red Shoe Diaries. Diaries. Yes, it was the first time I masturbated to him. Yes. <laughs> the X-Files is like... I must admit... My brain is doing so David many Duchovny awful in, things. Uh, in, in, in Twin Peaks. Twin, oh, Twin Peaks. oh, as a transvestite. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm an X Files fanatic. Like that, I know everything about the X Files. Watched X Files to go to sleep the past week. Well, everything before season seven. Yeah, yeah. I right now I'm redoing season three. The excellent. So I purchased the uh, X Files DVD box set uh, from eBay last year, and I'm trying to get into it. Let me. So, is there a certain point where? Because I think I'm only like on the first six episodes of season. Okay, it gets better. like, okay, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I felt okay. so, so I'm going to stick with it. I believe that the pinnacle is the season finale of uh, season three called Anasazi, which goes into, then they made you wait a summer, and then you got the the sequel to that. It's The Blessing Way, and then pa- Paperclip, which all deals with Project Paperclip, and they brought the Nazis over to work on our science. And Anasazi is just a great, uh, like, alien conspiracy episode, and David Duchovny helped co-write it with Chris Carter, so it's it's it actually the guy can write, and it's kind of soap opera, yeah. but it's it's soap opery in an espionage, really fun way, and yeah. it it gets you. And then they move the production to L.A. in like season six, and it begins to blow. But uh, 
Okay. Man, the season three has some great monster of the weeks. It has some great mm-hmm. uh, like teenage high school episodes where people go crazy and kill each other. That's super fun with the 90s soundtrack. Yeah, season three. Nice. Season two has some really 90s fun. 90s yeah. killing. Has some, yeah, Robin. What was her name? Robin from that 70s show that died. She's one of the crazy girls. As Ryan Reynolds when he was young. There's a great episode with Jack Black and Giovanni oh, I just watched that episode. The lightning episode. The lightning episode. Yeah, they're yeah. Oh, so good. There's so much good shit. Uh, yeah. Well, and I, I will stick with it. The second the I got Covey, home to the UK. Yeah. The Covney and Jillian were fucking for like, it's, what can we come out with? Come on. They're still like best friends and they hang out and they like, they share like a, they have like an apartment in New York they share every now and then. Like they have history. Like, come on. And then they hated each other through like season three and four. So, you know, like they fucked and then like, you know. went sour. Yeah. And you should watch the uh, bloopers too. They're really fun. Like Jillian's a total fucking okay. mouth of a sailor. She'll be like, fuck, motherfucker, um, crack sucker. <laughs> so, so, I, so I, are the movies good? And do the nails no. connect to the TV no. show? I don't know what. I wanted them to. I, I went, I was so, I was in high school and I was so excited when the movie came out and it, it, it was made for people that didn't watch the X-Files to, to bring more people into it. It's just a big advertising mm-hmm. thing. First movie's okay. Right. It's not that good. Second movie is, I don't like it. I was very disappointed. No. Yeah. But you might you might like one of them. I don't know. Okay. Well, no, I'll I'll stick with the TV show. I'll stick with the TV. Currently, I'm watching that Columbo. Have you ever seen Columbo? I, yeah. Detective. Yeah, he's That's Columbo. Oh no, Columbo the detective. Okay. I'm like, what is? Yeah. And I like just went through my brain and went nothing. Tech. Uh, you say oh, Col- detective. You say Columbo, and I think of Colchak the Night Stalker, um, from way back, okay. which was a big influence yeah. on the X Files. But no, Columbo's all those monologues were great. You know, at the end, it's 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 yeah, dude. Yeah, so good. You ready for some porn? Yeah, yeah. We're 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 yeah. nerding out, but yeah, I love nerding out. <laughs> you know, I do. I'm like, at the end of the episode, that's when we nerd out, <laughs> and then we watch porn. To make and then we watch porn to make sure we're not just to make sure we're friends. Yes, Chris. Yes, that's what friends do together. Let's grab the uh, the Cthulhu porn. I think it's the third one. I said, oh, there it is. She, she's is this medical experimentation she's doing science uh, she's doing science y'all can you see it liam yeah i mean the lighting is beautiful <laughs> she got her nails done before this. this very nice she's gotta check these blood samples mixing the yeah. liquids together oh no separately fascinating us oh, blue what that's a that's a nice pov shot right there ah Oh, this is reminiscent of the X-Files episode with Fluke Man, I believe is in season one, if you haven't gotten to the sewage monster yet. Don't tap on the glass, bitch. <laughs> That's how you get fucked. <laughs> That's how you get fucked. That's why you don't tap on the glass. He wants it. He wants- He's speaking his language. <laughs> oh. Oh, why are you going to kill an octopus? That is not the right tool. tool. Our audio is being kind of weird. Okay. I think he's fixing it. Oh, she was seeing him dinner. But octopus is just sentient. That's sad. Kulu don't give a look at her 90s tattoo. 
I think the echo is coming from the. Um... from the. Oh, is it coming from B? Yeah, no, I, I just need to charge my apps. So I'm using the laptop. Break through the glass. Let's go for the pussy. She's He's in water. How are we going to make this happen? She going to have to like have him suffocating while he fucks, or is she going to go swing? But we have titties. Oh, yes. Big fake titties. Big old fake. Aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they are. You can see that implant move. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's eaten. Maybe he he's horny now. She fed him first, which was a good smart move. Right. Uh, the key to an elder god's dick is through his food. <laughs> I love the sheer level of production value. That's amazing. I mean, who's funding this? Why aren't they funding regular movies? Look at that set. <laughs> it looks great. Well, I guess this is like 2008, 2009. Oh, I don't know. Shoot. It looks like 2008. What makes you say 2008? I'm curious. Well, you know, Ace just has that 2008 called Saw Films. Um, sometimes that promotion tell me to like, I don't know, you know, sometimes you just gotta vibe from things. Right, right. No, I, I can usually do that with uh, like TV shows, like instantly. Yeah. Well, it was published two years ago, but yeah, it's probably older. It was made. This is all the free stuff. Yeah, we like the free stuff. Fast forward yes. to the penetration, Frank. I'm bored. Get to the penetration. Or I get one like, shot of her, her master. Oh, oh wait, she, wait, wait, she's, she's got to flick switches. Let's drain, drain the water from the tank. Oh, we turned them on. Now we got to turn I them bet on. those bubbles are just CGI, right? Because he can't just be in water. That's... Oh, there we go. Okay, he was in water. I wish his hands matched his face. You know what I mean? Like, they were a little tentacly too. Have you ever thought that in real life? <laughs> More than once. <laughs> like, damn, boy, I wish you had tentacle fingers. <laughs> oh, dude, I love Capone. It's so good. You guys, uh, do you guys watch Hell? Do we watch what? What? Hentai? Oh, I know of hentai. I'm into some hentai. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen Bible Black? That's some great tentacle. Oh no. <laughs> and coming up gate with a big old dick. He's proving the real. Yeah, flaccid too. Wow. He is a shower. <laughs> yes. He showed up. Wow. And she's gonna have to chow down. She wants it. Can she get it down? Nope. Nope. Come it, on. That's a real cock. That's impressive. That is a that is not a CG con. That's impressive. Good for him. Can you breathe, little girl? Can you breathe? <laughs> she lives. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> That's a great mask. <laughs> well, and I love that we also have special effects bullet holes. I don't think they're bullet yeah. holes. I think those are meant to be. Ah. Like, uh, fishiness. Fish, oh, like something a, about decay, it. Something decay, though, like. This music is so intense, too. <laughs> like, I feel like the music is as intense as the dick. <laughs> Man, look at his teeth, too. Wow. He should go down on her. All right. That's the end. We did a shorty for it. Yeah, that was uh, very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn. Production quality 
in pornography is that is that was amazing on horror porn or it's on horror it's horrorcore horrorcore.com well horror horrorporn.com but the genre i guess would be horrorcore sounds like it's like all those it's like all these subgenres of metal you know there's a grind there's gore grind Go grind black metal, black men, men, men. Oh, not men, but what flavor of tea do you like? <laughs> Let's burn the church. Well, this has been absolutely lovely. Um, let's go ahead and wrap up. Let's do all the shameless plugging. Check out Eating Miss Campbell. Uh, this is going to come out on, well, we got to release a snippet. Da, 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 da. So you can definitely see this uh, Monday at Film Noir in Greenpoint. That is uh, February 13th. I believe the time is 6.30. We'll link a lot of things. Uh, and then you're going to be, you said, in L.A.? L.A. on the 16th, 7th, and the lovely Glendale. Glendale. Glendale, that's right, yes. So that should be fun. That's going to be great. That is February 16th, 17th, and 18th. So check out wherever you can, however you can, Eating Miss Campbell by filmmaker... Liam Reagan and produced by or in in conjunction with Troma, Ma. Troma the legendary Troma. Also check out uh, another one of Liam's films, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, which has amazing music from uh, Theophobia. You should totally check them out. They're absolutely amazing New York based band. Dylan is absolutely I, a peach. I, yeah, I love Theophobia. God of War is really. I literally listen to God of War like at least twice a week. It's excellent. It's really yeah. Good. Love of Ages is also a good one. I've just, yes. I feel very seen when he's like, she watches Evil Dead. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> You're like, it's I do. Regularly. It's my comfort film. You have been amazing. You're great. Absolutely love you, Liam. And I look forward to everything you work on. Yeah. And we'll see you on Monday. Please. Yes. I mean, you know, tell me if it sucks or not, you know? Uh, I. <laughs> You know, it's all subjective. Art is subjective. Art is subjective. It is. Thank you so much for joining us here on Alien Murder Sex. We will see you soon, and we will see you all soon. And just stay alive out stay there. Stay alive. I've Watch been... Troma. Stay alive. Watch Troma. Absolutely. I have been Lauren, I... Lauren Petrie at the Lauren Petrie. I have a show, uh, uh, the Traumedy Hour, on Thursday, the 23rd at 7 p.m. at the Tiny Cupboard in Bushwick. And uh, on all the social media, we're Alien Murder Sex. Alien Murder Sex. On for Twitter. Twitter, which is at murder underscore alien. And I have been and will continue to be Adrian M. Cuss. You can call me Kiss. You can check me out at Give Your Hair a Kiss on Facebook and Instagram. Adrian M. Cuss also on Facebook. Check me out at GiveYourHairAKiss.com. While you're there, happen to find yourself in the New York City area. You can book a hair appointment with me. I know I'm so fucking shameless. My band, Bedpan <laughs> Bed Fight. Fight, has a show coming up on March 11th. That is at Parkside Lounge in Manhattan. I believe we're on at 7. Let's do it. It's an early show. Let's break off those winter blues. Everybody stay safe. Thank you, Liam. Everything is awesome. Good goddamn night. Don't end up buried in concrete. Yeah, that. All right. Bye.